in John chapter 13, um, there was a moment in which um, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose up from supper, laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and began to wash the disciples' feet and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he, he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said unto him, Lord, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I am doing, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And I, I had a divine moment. Have you ever uh, had some times with God and he be doing stuff and you be trying to figure out why you doing it like this? Hello? And this was written for our example. The disciples that were in Jesus with Jesus every day, they saw his signs and wonders and miracles. They knew him. They thought they knew him. I said they thought they knew him. They thought they knew everything about him. And when Jesus was be beginning to go to another level, he was positioning his his disciples to go to a higher level. Amen. Amen. And I just want you to understand there are just times and seasons when you're hooked up and tangled up with God and you don't understand why you got to go through what you're going through. Amen. Amen. But God, God, God is working all those things together for your good. You may not understand it now, but there will be a moment in time when you understand why. Come on now. I, I, I know I'm pastor, but I have moments when I'm saying, Lord, why? Why am I going through this? Come on. And, and then he reminded me today that, you know, the disciples had the same ex ex example. You know, come on. You know, you, 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 you just, you just, you just, sometimes you think you're so holy, you, 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 you got it all together and you don't. You are all there. Every day is a learning. Every day is a growing experience. Every day. Every day. And you need to understand. Now, this is exciting because then after I spent some time in the word, then the Lord gave me the message for tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I have understanding. I have understanding. I want you to receive this tonight. Because many of you are in this position where you be saying, Lord, why am I going through what I'm going through? God, give, give Lord, how I'm not. But I, I, I got news for you. The good news is he's working all that together for your good. He's working all that together and he's trying to take you to a higher level. A higher level. And guess what? That's one of the new beginnings. The higher level. Oh, they say, they say neighbor, you're going to a higher level. And that's a new beginning. Hallelujah. So remember, you know, and, and again, I said, today was the 13th. So I found me a scripture in chapter 13. 
and began to read that whole chapter. And then the Lord began to, you know, I have a dialogue with him and he begins to say, all right. And then I got revelation for the word tonight. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Now go to Mark chapter 9. Mark 9 and verse 23. Mark 9 and verse 23. And this is so, so exciting. Here we go. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Here's a father coming to Jesus to say, I need some help. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb, thou deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead. And he was as one dead. I said he was as one dead. Sometimes you're going to have some moments when it's going to look like it's dead. In so much that many said he is dead. But Jesus, come on, took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, here we go, his disciples who had seen signs and wonders and miracles, and they were assigned to try to cast that devil out. They were, they were trying to cast the devil out of this child. He said unto them, this kind, and when they had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately. When? Privately. Why could not we cast him out? Why, well, well, you know, I, Pastor, I come to church. I pay my tithes. I serve. I, I forgive. Why, why can't I cast it out? Oh, Jesus. And he said, this kind can come forth by, by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Now, these disciples had been flown with Jesus and seeing Jesus do signs and wonders and miracles. So they figured that just by association, they could do it. Just by association, seeing somebody do something don't mean you can do it. Seeing somebody do something that makes it look easy doesn't mean you can do it. There may be some areas where you got to grow, you got to stretch, you got to change. Say, God, I'm understanding. There are times when I just got to change. So, folks, today I come with a message entitled, How God Answers When You Don't Know What to Do. Tell your neighbor what the, what the message is. How God answers when you don't know what to do. And you're going to be times and seasons when you don't know what to do. Come on. It doesn't mean that God don't love you. It just means that it's time for graduation. Say, God, I'm understanding. Hallelujah. So here in my opening text, we discover that to walk by faith will require times and seasons of growth and maturity 
that may involve, now get this, that may involve correction that is not rejection, the way the devil and his hosts want us to believe. What do you mean? The disciples said, Jesus, how come we couldn't cast it out? They had to be corrected because they thought that just because they rolled with Jesus, they could do what Jesus did. And they may have been praying, but they may not have been fasting. They may have been fasting, but they may not have been praying. They were doing, say, say partial obedience is not complete obedience. Partial is just partial. Say, God, I repent for any partial obedience. Now, get, now, now, please get this, get this, get this. Here the disciples were trying to do what they saw Jesus do. They flunked the test. Jesus comes on the scene, and he does, and then in private, in private, they say, hey, Jesus, can you tell me why, why I couldn't do what you did? And Jesus said, well, you know what? The kind that you're dealing with takes prayer and fasting. You got to take it to another level. Say, God. I repent. Take me to the next level. Hallelujah. Now here's the other part. He corrected them, but the correction was not rejection. And I had to learn, and, and I'm learning, I got to, you know, I got to be corrected as I'm growing up higher. And sometimes the correction, the devil makes it seem like it's rejection, when it's not. Okay, so I ain't helping nobody. Huh? It, ain't, it is not. It is not. Correction is not always rejection. You got to learn how to be corrected and not take it as rejection. Say, God, help me. That's my growth area. Correction is not rejection. It's promotion. Hallelujah. Say, God, thank you for loving me like that. Now, folks, when the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ always take correction as a form of godly rejection, we give place to the devil and his host more than love and trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Say, Lord, I repent. I receive your correction. And no longer will I take it as rejection. Hallelujah. And folks, there will be times and seasons when you will be using, now get this, now this was the revelation. There will be times and seasons when you will be using your measure of faith. And it will seem that it's not good enough. The disciples were using their measure of faith. And it seemed like it wasn't good enough. It wasn't that it wasn't good enough. It didn't have enough measure. Didn't have enough measure. When you have an automobile and you put the wrong gasoline in there, it ain't gonna work. You done put gasoline in there, but you done put the wrong gasoline in there, you gonna have a messed up car. Or if you put the wrong oil in the car, you gonna have a wrong, hey. Sometimes in your faith walk, you put the wrong measure. Not enough. And we're living in times where you gotta have more than enough. You gotta have more than enough. And folks, when you're time, ah, here we go. There will be times and seasons when you be using your measure of faith and it will seem like it's not good enough. And when you do that, it's not time to run from God. <laughs> it's time to press into him even deeper. And folks, it's time to press into him even deeper. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
Verse 28 gives us the kingdom insight into how to get wisdom we need to be the overcomers we were born to be. What is it? And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Why? And sometimes, folks, you got to ask God why. You got to ask God, God, come on, God, why, 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 why? And stay with him long enough till he gives you an answer. They, they asked him privately. See, it's oh, so important that, that you maintain your private relationship with God. Hallelujah. Here, we should get very excited because privately implies that they had a real personal relationship with Jesus and trusted his wisdom to make all the difference now and in the future. Say, I trust you, God. I trust you. I trust you. Now, I want to go here. Stop beating yourself up when you miss the mark. Okay. Huh? And find yourself in times and seasons of growth and development in your measure of faith. I got news for you. Every one of you sitting here is in a time and season when your measure of faith has to grow. Even pastor, my measure of faith has to keep growing. I, hey, I, hey, my measure of faith, thank God for the measure, but I need a greater measure. 2018, you need a greater measure. All the stuff we done come through in 2017, I need a greater measure of faith. A greater measure. Now, the, the, oh my, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because I know where I'm going. Instead, learn from your mistakes. Oh, Jesus. Mistakes? Pastor? Yeah, I make mistakes. And get better at making the necessary life changes that will lead to greater and greater victories. All of us make mistakes. Wait, Pastor, what do you mean? All have sinned. All have sinned. All. All. And come short of the glory of God. Ain't none right. Hey, ain't none but the grace and mercy of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop functioning as a victim and start functioning as a conqueror. I'm learning from my mistakes how to get better, not bitter. Hallelujah. That's why you got to forgive. Amen. You got to learn to forgive yourself and make the changes that you need to make. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Now, let me go to Luke 5. Let me give you the next example. Luke 5 and 18. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Luke 5, 18. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It says, And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in, to lay him before him. Talking about Jesus. And when they could not find what, by what, what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Eye contact. Who do you roll with? That when you are in a, in a hard situation, will carry you. Huh? Tear up a roof. Tear up something. Huh? Do whatever it takes to make sure that you, you, I said you, will be blessed. 
Well, I don't know why I go to Eagle Summit. I know why you go, because you need to be connected with others who will help you. Somebody that got some faith. Somebody that believes in you. When the devil tells her, you ain't, no, you ain't all that. Amen. He's a liar. He a liar. Oh, my God, my God, oh, my God, my God. And when he saw their faith, the man that was sick, he had his measure. That was his measure. But he needed another measure. And when you are sick, you need another measure. When you are in a testing trial, you need another measure. When it's hard, you need another measure. I can't go to... Yeah, you better come. You better get around another measure. And when he saw their faith, their faith, their faith, their measure, he said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. The man is sick. He can't help himself. But he's got some homeboys that are carrying him. And God sees their measure and said, you've graduated. Your sins are forgiven. Hey, it does matter who you're hooked up and tangled with. Folks, here we tap into another very, very important key that should help us better understand how God answers us when we don't know what to do. What's the key? When we take real faith action steps that eliminate fear, doubt, and unbelief, that position us for the kingdom results one may need and want at any given time or season. Question, the man that had the palsy, did he have, did he have, the measure he needed to be healed. No. Did he have fear? Yes. Did he have doubt? Yes. Did he have unbelief? Yes. He was carried. And sometimes in your times and season, you got to be carried. Pastors need to be carried. Deacons need to be carried. Members need to be carried. Hallelujah. Say God. I know. I know I made it from January to December because I've been carried. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man taken with the palsy was blessed to be connected with men that would do whatever it took to make sure there was a supernatural victory for the sick man to be they carried. Here again. It does matter who you're connected with in times and tests that, walk, that you walk by faith and not by sight. Psalms 92.12, oh my God. Psalms 92.12 says it this way. The righteous, meaning those that are in right standing, shall flourish like, palm, like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord, say that's me, shall flourish in the courts of our God, say that's me. They shall still bring forth fruit. Now here's the best part. In old age. Any of y'all getting older? Yes, yes, yes. Say, I got some fruit. A whole lot of fruit. In old age. And they shall be fat and flourishing. Hallelujah. Say, I'm flourishing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To show that the Lord is upright. He is a rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Eagle Summit. This is a word. 
to transform you and remind each of you that it is so, so important to be planted in the house of the Lord so you can flourish and be connected to other faith believers and faith receivers. Say, 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 neighbor. You're a faith believer, ain't you? And I know you're a faith receiver. Holla. Amen. Planted people have faith roots that are strong and help keep them abiding under the shadow of the Almighty that causes no evil to befall them so that they win in every good in God's higher way. And when you and yours, now get this, when you and yours are in a 10,000 time season, you need your faith brother or sister's measure. When you're in a 10,000 time season, you need the faith of your brother or sister's measure of faith to help you see you through to another faith victory. Listen, when you're in hard time, you need some help. You need some help. And you don't need no help that's condemning you. You need some help that's going, now, all right, I'm going to correct you, but now change. Make it change. Make it change. Say, God, I'm understanding. My connection also determines my victory or my defeat. Hallelujah. Say, God, I'm so glad I'm planted in the right house. Hallelujah. Oh my God, my God. Again, tell the person surrounding you, you say your measure of faith is needed to help us win greater and greater victories that help bring heaven to earth and glory to God. So stay planted, come on, in the House of Eagle Summit. So together, we each soar in our purpose and we serve with love. Hallelujah. All right, now let me give you one more. Let's go to Mark chapter 6 and verse 46. Mark 6, 46. Oh my God. This, ooh, this is, ooh, so God, thank you. Thank you for the word. Mark 6, 46. Now this is Jesus. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Jesus spent time in prayer, got it? And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. He sent his disciples off in a boat and he comes and he sees them toiling for the wind was contrary unto them and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking, walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. But when he saw, huh, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up into the ship and the wind ceased. And they were so amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Folks, here in this verse, we tap into another key to understanding how God answers when you don't know what to do. Now, this is, this is, I'm closing. This is, this is so awesome. What's the key? Whenever the Lord sees you toiling in life, he too will answer when you don't know what to do. Oh, my God. I said when he sees you toiling in life, he will answer when you don't know what to do. The devil 
want you to think that the Lord don't understand. He don't see you toiling. He sees you toiling. He just wants you to spend enough time with him so he can give you the answer, so he can help you. He wants you to get his peace. He wants you to get his joy. And the people that know their God are strong and do great exploits. Whenever the Lord sees us toiling in life, he too will answer when we don't know what to do. Said another way, our God wants the very best for us all. But we must grow and mature so we too have faith in the seeming impossible. Say, neighbor, there's some stuff you're walking through that seems impossible. But because you wrapped up, tangled up in God, it's possible. Say it like you mean it. It's possible. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. Tell a, tell a neighbor, say, 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 don't, uh, uh, don't think Almighty God doesn't see you when you're toiling. And when he does, he's just warning us to stay in faith believing and faith receiving so the victory we need will manifest for a taste of heaven on earth. Eagle Summit, come on. Our God does answer when we don't know what to do. Hallelujah. So let's praise and let's worship continually so he can inhabit our lives and help make us more fruitful in our lifetime. And the church said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Take your neighbor by the hand, let's pray. Hallelujah. Say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this awesome word of, of encouragement that you will answer all of us when we don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, thank you for growing us up now and helping us to be strong in you and the power of your might. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our cry and attending to our prayer. Thank you, Jesus, now and forevermore. And the church said, Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together for the Lord.